success can come in so many different forms. And if you don't recognize that, then you're not going to get there. Right. And the way to recognize that is to open up your mind and your heart to all of these things. The mind always wants more. It wants more beyond the body's capability to receive more. Welcome to the Openly Spoken Podcast, where we talk about how self-love can help you make it through the real and raw, messy middle of business and life transitions. This podcast is a combination of storytelling and actionable education designed to help you attract more money, freedom, and powerful relationships into your life and your business. My name is Celia Antonio, and I am a quantum self-love coach for entrepreneurs. I am here to help you go from unaligned and anxious to effortlessly living the life of your dreams by learning to love every fiber, every cell, and every atom of your reality. Tuning yourself into the frequency of love and staying there as often as you can is the key to your personal transformation and personal power. I have inspiring guests share their stories and teachings, and sometimes it's just me riffing. I invite you now to set an intention, open your mind, and surrender to the transmission you're about to receive. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's dive into the episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Openly Spoken. I am so grateful to be in your ears today. And if it's your first time here, hello, hello, welcome. Today, I am bringing you an episode with my friend Parm Saku. Parm is the founder of Parm's Yoga, and she is a spiritual teacher from a lineage that goes back for millennia. Parm guides spiritual seekers through the dark night of the soul and toward enlightenment with the practices of yoga, breathwork, and meditation. Parm and I met in a membership group for female entrepreneurs and Fun fact, after this episode, after sitting down to record this episode, we like chatting with each other so much that we talk now on Zoom once a month. So it's really cool to be making more virtual friends. And this episode is really juicy. There comes a part. So in the beginning of the episode, it's a little slower. And then as we get into it, you will see that Parm is just channeling some wisdom for you that is going to help your business so much. We talk about what limiting beliefs actually are. We talk about how, like what to do if your mind and your heart are telling you to do different things. There's so much goodness here. There's so much to think about. And it's very interesting how the yoga philosophy can really help you with any kind of goal that you're working on in life or any kind of, yeah, any goal that you're working on in life, actually. <laughs> so this conversation was recorded back in November of 2021. And this was actually like the last work thing that I did in 2021 uh, because we recorded on the week of Thanksgiving and basically from Thanksgiving until the week after New Year's, I'm <laughs> I'm not in work mode. I'm like honoring winter, doing a lot of eating, a lot of sleeping, a lot of resting and just honoring, honoring my body. So that's what it was like this year. But it's very interesting listening to this episode and 
seeing how, let's see, this was end of November. So there's December, January, February, and now we're in March. So three months. It's crazy to see how in three months, there's some things that like we both brought up that I kind of see differently or things that I would have asked differently. For example, um, we talk about, we both mention, and I did mention this in my stories on the day that we, the day after we recorded this, I was like contemplating what we said and I shared it on my stories. We mentioned, both of us did this. So Parm said that she wouldn't introduce herself as successful yet. And then I said something about one day when I define myself as successful. And I just wanted to know that like the amount of clients you have or the amount of money you have or the amount of followers you have or the engagement you have or anything like that, that doesn't determine if you're successful or not. You already are successful simply for being alive. Like down when there was just an egg and a sperm, like you are that one that won. (laughs) You won that race. So you're already successful just for being alive. And we can't keep putting our worth and our sense of fulfillment and success based upon how many clients we book or whether or not we hit that coveted 10K month because that just creates energy of lack. I mean, it's it's perfect to strive for that, but to define yourself as not successful, I don't think is the right wording. And I choose to not uh, do that anymore. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really cool how you can grow in such a short amount of time, as long as you are dedicated to your work and this kind of brings me back to what Parm came on here to talk about. You know, she's a spiritual teacher. She teaches yoga. She teaches breath work. She teaches meditation. All of those things, like they are very helpful tools. And if you've done them before, you've probably experienced some sort of pleasure from them and like, oh, this feels really good. But (laughs) if you dedicate yourself to doing any sort of spiritual or mindful practice regularly, like daily, it completely changes the game, completely changes the game. Because the first time you go to yoga, you'll feel taller, you'll feel more relaxed. Second time that you go to yoga, maybe it was like two days later, you know, you'll get those feelings. But once you start practicing regularly, I think that's really when the magic happens. Because that's when your yoga practice will start to like bleed into the rest of your life. And that's also when in the yoga practice, you'll find it easier to match your breath with your movement. You know, you'll just naturally be inhaling every time you reach your arms up and exhaling every time you are bending forward or making a downward motion. And you'll be more aware of your breath outside of your practice off of the mat as well. So you will probably like notice yourself in a situation that used to always stress you used to always stress you out but you realize like something's different about this situation now because i'm just very here i'm very present i'm feeling my breath and i'm like centered and you'll also notice yourself maybe like going to the store and 
you're just more present with your cashier that you've probably seen every week, the same person, but this time you're like aware to them. So these are just some examples of how doing a spiritual practice regularly can really change your life. And it really changed my life back in 2014 when I discovered yoga. And then in 2015, I went, uh, I signed myself up for a yoga teacher training. And then after that year from 2016, all the way up until the pandemic, I taught yoga and meditation and Parm is also, she shares the same story with me that yoga saved her life. She shared with me um, on one of our Zoom calls how she was living a completely different lifestyle before yoga. And it just completely like gave her more direction and gave her anchoring, gave her direction and purpose. And yeah, you're going to hear, you're going to hear how she used to be an engineer. And then she just decided, you know what, I'm going to quit and I'm going to do yoga, which I think is pretty cool that that like led her to where she is now. Cause I really see her blooming and yeah, I'm really excited for you to dive into this. This was a long intro, but, um, it's been a while since I've recorded an intro, all of the, all of the episodes that you've listened to so far. Uh, in this season have all been edited in the month of January. And then I kind of like took a break and now I'm batching them again. And let me tell you, I'm getting ready to record the next season. I have also some, a fun project up my sleeve to do for the month of June for Pride Month. I'm going to be featuring entrepreneurs that are a part of the LGBTQIA plus community. So that's going to be really fun. And yeah, this podcast is growing, it's shifting, it's pivoting, and it's becoming more and more aligned with my own voice. And I hope you're getting value out of it. If you are, please leave us a review at iTunes or on Google. I don't know if you can write a review on Google, but wherever you listen to this, please write us a review. That way more people can listen to this. More people can get impact just like you're getting impact. And also if you feel called, share this with a friend. So yes, let's, let's dive into the episode. All right, Parm, welcome to Openly Spoken. Thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, you're welcome. Let's uh, start out by giving a little introduction about who you are, what you do, and a little bit about your journey of how you got to where you are today. Absolutely. So my name is Parm. I am the owner and founder of Parm's Yoga. I I'm an ex-engineer, so I used to be an engineer, and then I went on this whole journey. It was a roller coaster, okay? I wouldn't have called it a journey at the time. It was like a shit show. But um, I went through all of that, and I eventually came to the conclusion that, you know, all of this time and money and energy I had spent into getting my degree it really wasn't what I wanted to do. It didn't resonate with me. And as much as I tried, I just couldn't make myself fit into that box. So what I did is I just, I had no idea what to do, but I just did yoga. And that really like focusing on one thing really just led me down 
a rabbit hole, but a great rabbit hole, the rabbit hole that led me to where I am now, right? Because yoga turned out to be so much more than I thought it was. And, you know, years later, here I am with my own company and something that, you know, I had really longed for and on a different level, right? I had longed for purpose and meaning and a place where I really belonged. And I had no idea that yoga would give me those gifts, but here I am with my own company. And what I do now is I help people who are where I was, you know, feeling like they're out of alignment, but they don't know what to do about it. They're afraid to kind of take that next step, but they know that there's more out there for them. So I help them, you know, make those mindset shifts and give them the tools and techniques that they need to actually empower themselves to make this change in their lives. I love how you said that, like you didn't expect yoga to give you all of what it gave you because I can relate. That's kind of like how, what yoga did for me, but I'm curious with your engineering job, did you just like quit and then you were just doing yoga all day is that what happened (laughs) (laughs) so it sounds like (laughs) (laughs) essentially I um yeah I you know I tried to do it actually when I graduated I was so burnt out that I took a year off to travel and kind of try to find what mattered to me and I came up empty handed. I mean, I did grow more in that year than I had in my entire life, but I came back and I was still at square one. I was like, okay, what do I do? And it was this feeling, it was really interesting. It was this feeling of trying to put on old clothes that didn't fit anymore. Because when I found my, um, my, my next job at a startup and it, it was an engineering position, I was like, you know, these, these clothes don't fit anymore. Like, what am I doing? Mm. And so, you know, eventually I, you know, I didn't last more than six months. I sent in my letter of resignation. I was just like, okay, you know, I'm quitting. And that was it. And then I was like, oh, I'm just going to do yoga. And I, I practiced every day. That's what I committed to doing it every day. And the rest of the day, I just kind of explored town. I wandered and I just hung out. <laughs> it's so funny, like the parallels our journeys kind of have, because my last like, real job before being a yoga teacher was also at a startup I didn't quit though they just went out of business and then I was like all right well I signed up for a yoga teacher training and I need to pay for it somehow so then I just went back to waitressing which was something I had done before but um something I wanted to dive into today is for people listening if they know that they're meant for more and they feel like they're like, they don't have clarity and all those things that you mentioned, but they have no idea where to start because they're maybe their goal seems too big, or maybe they're like, you know, when you know you're meant for more, but you don't know exactly what that is. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you know what step to take? That's a really good question. And I think it varies for everyone because I wouldn't right off the bat say, okay, you should start practicing yoga. (laughs) But what I would say is that, you know, everyone has this place where they feel like they fit, right? Everyone has this, and it's not necessarily like a physical place. Like I don't mean like the park, right? But um, everyone has something that they do that brings them peace, that brings them stillness, that brings them the sense of belongingness. And I think that that is where you need to start, right? Because 
all of our lives, and I think this is pretty a pretty blanket statement, but I think it applies to everyone, is that we're looking for a place where we belong, right? We're looking for happiness. We're looking for that one person that's ours and, and you know, where our puzzle piece fits in the entire world. And I think that that starts by listening to yourself, right? Like, you know the things that make you happy, right? You know the things that make you feel whole, that make you feel like, you know, you fit, like everything is perfect and you wish you could just spend all your time doing that. That's where you need to start right there. Like it doesn't need to be more complicated. Yeah. So it's like having a meditative practice, like even if it's not meditative, like for example, my brother, he makes music and that's meditative to him, which by the way, anyone listening, the intro beat for the podcast was by my brother. So if you need a beat, (laughs) reach out to me and I'll connect you with him. But, uh, it's almost anything can be meditative. Like cooking can be very meditative. Um, music going for a walk, cleaning. I find cleaning to be very meditative. Cleaning Mm -hmm. for me is something that I always hated until yoga teacher training, to be very honest. That's so interesting. Yeah. Cause they, they had us do like karma yogi work where we had to, we had different tasks of like cleaning up the, um, the studio after we did our lectures or practices for the day. And it really shifted my belief of what cleaning was and what it meant. So it made it, made it really meditative. And it also turned it into like cleaning as love, like it's self-love and it's love for like anyone who's going to come into this space. I love that so much oh my gosh I just got like tingles because yes it is if I can just like throw in a little bit of um, yoga philosophy here yeah let's do it yeah one of the niyamas one of the acts of you know discipline of and I guess you of course your discipline is your self-care right is exactly that cleanliness right? Mm -hmm. And it's not just physical cleanliness. It's not just taking a shower. It's keeping your environment clean, keeping your mind clean, keeping your speech clean. It is absolutely an act of love. I love how you've put that. That's so poetic. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. You should make a post out of that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, learning that uh, changed my, changed my view on cleaning and even just that, like the, the yamas, the niyamas and learning all of that yoga really is more than just stretching and it really is life-changing. Um, but I feel like we're going off on a tangent. (laughs) Okay. It's a great tangent. (laughs) Great tangent. (laughs) So speaking, speaking of how yoga is like more than just posture and, um, how we both, you know, we're here to serve, we're here to help humanity. Let's talk a little bit about how, entrepreneurs can kind of overlook investing in themselves spiritually and in their like wellness because they might not see that return on investment you know there's it's more kind of like accepted in the business world to invest in like strategy or branding or a website designer but like someone who's like a spiritual healer or yoga teacher isn't as accepted can we can we talk a little bit about that (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I think there are so many facets and so many layers to this because 
it goes so much beyond surface level, right? It's not just learning how to take care of yourself. It's actually going in and, you know, unwinding all of the, all of the beliefs that are there, because let's be real, like you can't succeed unless you're ready to succeed, right? Like you can't identify opportunities if your blinders are on, if you're only looking at one thing, like success doesn't immediately have to be like what you what your preconceived notions tell you right like success can come in so many different forms and if you don't recognize that then you're not going to get there right and the way to recognize that is to open up your mind and your heart to all of these things and yoga really yoga and all of these other spiritual practices they allow you to go inwards they allow you to open up to unwind those knots and and to really let go of those things and actually one of the experiences that i had was like you know i've been doing this for over a year now and i haven't i wouldn't classify myself as successful yet like at least not financially but one of the things that happened to me a couple months ago is that I met this woman and she did like past life regression and stuff like that. And right off the bat from meeting me, like I hadn't, you know, she didn't do any special reading or anything, just like talking to me or she got this, I don't know, like a vibe or something that basically said that somewhere in my past lives, like there is a block, a blockage to money, right? Like there was something there blocking me from getting money. And, you know, this could be so many different things. Like, you know, like if you were a monk or something in a past life, like you take a vow not to receive money, right? And then you can see how that can prevent you from being successful, right? Like you need to make money to have a business, right? Like, otherwise, what are you doing? So there's so many layers to this. And that's just one layer, right? And and mindset really is a big one. Like as your company grows, so let's say you are making money, as your company grows, you need to make so many mindset shifts. You need to let go of control on so many different levels of your company, of your business. And if you're not able to let go, then you can't grow. Like I know so many people who are CEOs of their companies and, you know, they, they've hit a ceiling and that ceiling is not because, you know, someone else put it there. They themselves are preventing themselves from growing past this point. So it's so important at that, like so many different levels to do this inner work. Like if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't take care of anyone else, let alone your business. Yeah. And and a business is always going to reflect, I think, the inner world of the CEO or of the leader, Mm -hmm. because that's only going to project outward. But that's an interesting point you bring up because that's been a huge block for me, probably even now is that like being rich isn't spiritual or it's like bad or something like that (laughs) but it's like we live in this system where like we need to have abundance like Mm -hmm. no one's gonna give me a house for free (laughs) yeah exactly well I mean maybe I could if I lived it somewhere else but not in California (laughs) there is there's so much there. I'm so glad you brought that up because especially entrepreneurs and in the spiritual kind of space, there is this resistance to, you know, wanting to make money or feeling like you should be making money. And then there's a, there's a resistance on the other side of people don't want to pay for wisdom. They think it should be free mm-hmm. because, you know, it's free. Like you can just go into a church or whatever and sit there and people will preach and tell you things. But <laughs> 
oh my gosh there's so much here. <laughs> there is so so much okay like the first thing I would say is that I've struggled with this myself like I went through this whole thing like in the beginning I didn't even want to charge people and then I had all these money blockages where I felt like okay how much should I even charge people but it's not that right like authentic spirituality you have to give something to receive and so this mm. actually maybe this can help you too because in the olden days like if you think about way way back what used to happen is that spiritual seekers or you know anyone seeking to improve their lives would go and spend time with the master with their teacher and and you know kind of do the practices like the seva that you mentioned the karma yoga and mm-hmm. they would do all of these things that you know don't have an immediate like obvious kind of like why am I doing this right like think about karate kid like he just stands there like doing this thing doing forever. the wax on wax off yeah <laughs> yeah okay like, not not understanding right like he spent mm-hmm. years and and you know spent so much time and when you pay for a service like this it's basically an energy exchange so yeah. the time that you spent working is like equivalent to the time that you would spend with a master getting those benefits mm-hmm yeah, I, I really see it as an energy exchange. And, you know, like, this is so important, like being able to charge for that and knowing that your services, like you're changing people's lives here. Yeah, you're literally yeah. changing people's lives. What's helped me too with that is like thinking back on things I've invested in and then being like, am I glad I invested that in that? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm still getting re- a return on that because like it changed me so much. But the piece where I still kind of have a block around this is like, I feel like with entrepreneurs and I'm sure I'm going to do this too. Like once I get to a point where I define myself as successful, it seems like there's always that need for more, like Mm -hmm. more clients than last year, more money than last year and all of that. Mm -hmm. What, What would you have to say about that? I would say there's, um there's a few there's two parts to this right one is that that's the inherent structure of business right like corporations need to grow every single year that's just like their mandate right so that's one place that it comes from but another place that it comes from is from the mind right so actually I was talking about this um I know I didn't talk about this recently but essentially it's the mind's tendency to always want more right like the mind always wants more pleasure and regardless what form that comes in whether that's eating sweets or whether that's like drinking or spending time with a certain person or you know indulging in a certain activity like the mind always wants more it wants more beyond the body's capability to receive more so this is actually one of those places where you need to let go, right? Like this is what I mentioned earlier, like, you know, being able to let go and and practicing detachment. This is so huge in yoga, right? Like doing your action and then not being attached to the fruits of that result. So, you know, it's kind of like recognizing that, okay, I can only do this. And what happens from that is not in my hands, right? Like, you can make the best reel in the world, right? Like you can spend hours and hours perfecting like literally every part of it. But what happens after that is not up to you, right? It's not in your hands, whether the whether people see it or the right people see it or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like you can only do as much as you can. And so that applies with everything else. Like think about all the factors that are influencing things, right? Like there's 
the economy, there's where you live, like there's all these global shifts happening. And then there's like, there's so many factors. And just realizing that your power is limited is what's going to help you through this. And, and I think that, again, that comes from the inner work, right? Because to be able to control not even control, but like manage the mind, direct it to where you want it to go. It comes from doing that inner work. And then what do we do if our mind and our hearts are, you know, pulling us in two different directions? Do what you love, right? (laughs) This is going to bring you stillness and it's going to bring you clarity because um, we'll do some more yoga philosophy. (laughs) there are different layers to who you are, right? There are, you know, there's the mind, there's the intellect, the ego, the self. And so it is entirely possible for all of these parts to disagree with each other. The intellect can think one thing, the self can want something and say like, this is where you're supposed to be. And and then the ego will be like, well, you know, I can't do that. Like, I'm not that person, you know, like there are so many different things that I'm sure you've experienced this to some degree, but they don't necessarily need to agree. And this is actually where the practice of yoga, meditation and breath work come in because they're specifically designed to subdue the modulations of the mind, right? That's very kind of technical terminology. It's what they say, but there is so yoga is this practice designed to bring you into union, right? So all of these layers that I just mentioned will come into union so that you have that clarity. You can speak from a place of, you know, a higher alignment and you can see like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. And I'm supposed to let go of X, Y, Z. I love that. It makes sense too, that it would bring you into alignment because you just get still and in that stillness for me personally it's kind of like this accepting of what is and that like surrender of like I don't have control of anything at all (laughs) nothing at all (laughs) we don't even have control of what happens in the next five seconds we're on a rock in outer space (laughs) Um, but you mentioned earlier about how the mind always wants more than the body can uh, handle or that the body can consume. And that kind of, that kind of um, brought up in my mind, this little light bulb of when we had our previous um, chat, we talked about karmic cycles. I feel like that can really tie in with like, if our mind wants us to do one thing, like what is the, what's the outcome going to be of that? You know, what's going to be that effect? And I know that the karmic cycles also goes even bigger than that with like birth and death and just like continuously being in that cycle of birth and death until we, how do we end that? (laughs) You end it with the practice of yoga. This is the only way literally you're laughing but it's the only way (laughs) I'm not totally not plugging myself for my practice here but um and you know yoga is not just postures right like we've spoken about there are four paths to yoga there's you know there's karma yoga so the yoga of action the yoga of knowledge the yoga of devotion so you know devotion and then there's raj yoga which is the royal path right that's the one which includes the asanas the postures the breath work and all of that but ending that cycle 
you know, what karma really is, is those self-limiting beliefs, right? Like it's, and those self-limiting beliefs, they're impressions on your consciousness. So this is like hardcore philosophy, okay? <laughs> they're impressions on your consciousness. And those impressions, you know, they they trickle through into the ego, the the memory, the intellect, the mind, the breath, the body. So it really manifests in all the seven layers of, you know, who you are in your existence, which is why, like, you know, and this, honestly, your karma causes so many things. Your body is a result of your karma, your mental tendencies, the things that you like, um, you know, your voice, your whatever, like literally every part of you is a part, is a result of your karma. And so to be free of these cycles, you know, there is a beautiful analogy of it that makes it seem very, very simple. So imagine that you're driving, right? You're driving a motorcycle or something that's open, right? And um, like you're not in a closed vehicle and you're driving behind a truck that's spewing this disgusting like fumes in your face. So what do you do, right? You, you have a couple options here. You can either sit there and take it <laughs> or you can you can slow down and, and let them go and then you know there's always the opportunity there, there's always the possibility that another truck or another car or you know something else is gonna drive in front of you and, and spew that same garbage in your face or you can learn how to you know you can learn how to overcome this you can you know go to the side you can overcome get ahead and then keep going right and then every time that happens again you do the same thing like you've learned that skill now of how to get out of this situation with this with this crap in your face right so this is essentially what it means right to rewrite your cycles you have to do something differently you can't just keep you can't just keep like ignoring things you can't just hope that it gets better you can't just like run from it right you have to face it you have to go through it otherwise I mean, you're stuck, right? It might not be this time. It might not be next time or the time after that or like the hundredth time after that. But eventually you're going to have to learn. Yeah. And I feel like that's a very important like piece for entrepreneurs to understand because we're all conditioned and we all have certain triggers that kind of like, I think they really come up with rejection in a business. Like if you go on a sales call and the person decides not to buy your program, then those like old triggers might come up, especially in the beginning of our journey. And it's important to know that like, we have the power of how we react. And in doing that um, practice of like, like with yoga or meditation, for example, where you can be still, you kind of give yourself, I think more space between uh, some stimulus coming to you and the time when you like react or take another action, like that space, you have more space in between to really decide consciously what you're going to do instead of acting on autopilot and like keeping old cycles going and self-sabotaging. So I love that you brought that up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you said that so beautifully too, like you're giving yourself that space and giving yourself space to respond instead of react, right? To kind of take it in, and see that, okay, whatever's happening is separate from me. Like it's not necessarily happening to me. Like that person is just not in a place mm -hmm. to buy yet or, or whatever it may be. Right. Noticing once again, yeah. that there's a million different factors. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love this. I love this conversation. 
I could talk to you for hours. (laughs) (laughs) I would love that. (laughs) But for anyone that's listening, uh, where can they find you online and find out more about you? Uh, yeah, so parmsyoga.com is my website. You can you can find me. You can find you know my story there um, a little bit more in depth than I've gone into here. You can find uh, my courses and everything there. Um, you can also find me on Instagram. So at parmsyoga is my handle. And yeah, those are the main two places where I live on the internet. Amazing. And I'm going to put those links in the show notes for everyone listening. Wonderful. Thank you again for being on the podcast today, Farm. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me and for, you know, being such a delightful host. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Openly Spoken. I hope this deeply served you. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave us a review so that more people can find this episode. And if you want to see some behind the scenes content about the podcast, including video content, go ahead and follow us over at Instagram at Openly Spoken. Have a beautiful day and I hope you tune in again. Bye.